Listen, there's a great work to be done. As soon as you win this court battle, you must deliver this message. Take advantage of this opportunity and declare a powerful message to this world. He expects more of us. He believes we can do more. Who's going to stop Christ? Who's going to stop Christ from getting this work done? This is Behind the Work. Welcome to Behind the Work. I'm Grant Turgeon. We're hearing a lot in the news today about the war over children. This is quite the hot button issue. Plenty of people are arguing over it. The question is whether schools should be children's primary educators or whether the parents should. And how much say should parents have over their children's education at school? Should teachers be allowed to discuss sex and sodomy with young children? kindergartners through third graders is that fine should children be allowed to come out to their teachers and have that kept a secret from their parents should they should they be given hormones to help their gender transition obviously God has a lot to say about children and the right way to treat them, the right way to raise them. And in fact, this is a major focus of God's work. So it's interesting, while there is such a controversy in society about how to interact with children, what to do for them, what not to do for them, well, really, God has a lot to say. God's work has a long legacy of building families, of trying to help children. The late Worldwide Church of God founder, Herbert W. Armstrong, established many programs for God's young people. In 1947, he started Ambassador College. So these are the young adults who at age 18 or so, leave their parents' homes for the first time and go learn and live on their own and experience life a different way, try to transition into adulthood. In 1962, Mr. Armstrong started the summer educational program and eventually This summer camp was located in 12 countries. Imperial schools was established for kindergarten through grade 12. So there were schools for the young children all the way up through the teenagers and then the young adults going on to the college. What about the youth magazine for teens? The Bible Story Series. There was the program Youth Opportunities United for Teens and then also the Youth Educational Services for Younger Children. And all of this is detailed in our free book, Child Rearing with Vision. You can get a copy of this 
at thetrumpet.com. But Mr. Armstrong cared a lot about family, and there was a really important reason why. In the worldwide news of July 22nd, 1985, he wrote, Of all of the people that we are commissioned to preach the gospel to, the most important are the young people, children of church members. That's right. God cares a lot about children. And they are considered the most important group to reach. The children of those in the Philadelphia Church of God today are in a special category. You have people who are converted. They've received God's Holy Spirit. They're obeying God. They're in God's one true church. And then you have people who are unconverted and don't know that way yet and are out in the world. But in the future, they will understand. And then in a special category, a unique third category, are all of the children in God's church. They have not been baptized and converted yet, but they are in a special category. 1 Corinthians 7 verse 14, it talks about how much a converted spouse can do for the other. And then it says, else were your children unclean, but now are they holy? Holy children, a special category. God loves children. He is highly concerned about the way they are treated, the way they are educated. And something that you will notice if you read this free book, Child Rearing with Vision, is how often it is stressed that parents are the primary educators. Parents are the ones with the main responsibility to raise children the right way. It's very, very disturbing that radical communists in education would try to usurp that role. But you see, children are impressionable. Children are easily swayed. They are easily influenced and changed. They are malleable. And so how much easier would it be for communists, for evolutionists, for radicals to reach young people instead of trying to deceive those who have been living a certain way for many decades, they have real life experience. They're not going to be so easily fooled by the, the dream of a communist dystopia. Proverbs 22 verse six says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So this true education of God's young people has to start right away when they are very young and it does start in the home. Now there are so many books and booklets in the trumpet literature library at thetrumpet.com, all available to you for free that have to do with 
marriage and family and children. Like I mentioned, child rearing with vision, but there's also the God family vision. Why marriage soon obsolete? You have redefining family and so many others, even the missing dimension in sex. You see, there's the hot button issue. Who should teach children about sex? And when should that education begin? Miss, the Missing Dimension in Sex was written by Mr. Armstrong, and it's recommended that children start reading that maybe when they're 11 or 12 or 13. Certainly when they are around the age where they have started noticing the opposite sex. They shouldn't be taught about this stuff in kindergarten. How insane is that, that this is what's taking place in the world? But Missing Dimension and Sex, that is, that is a book that really does unlock some incredible truth. And it's really all about family once again. So family, children, a major focus of God's work. And it's so important that we treat children God's way. In fact, Mr. Armstrong had a major earth-shaking commission regarding children. Mr. Armstrong was the physical leader of the sixth era, the Philadelphia era of God's church. He died in 1986. And yet today, through the Philadelphia Church of God, through Mr. Gerald Flurry, the truth about marriage and family and child rearing is being taught once again. Notice here Malachi 4, verse 6, shows one thing that an end time Elijah, the role fulfilled by Mr. Armstrong, would do in this end time. Malachi 4, verse 6, and he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers. Lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. It really could read the curse. It's about family. Doing family right is a big way that we can escape the coming punishment. So in God's work today, we are flooded with all kinds of valuable materials for young people following the pattern established by Mr. Armstrong. We have Herbert W. Armstrong College today, Imperial Academy, the Bible Story, Youth Bible Lessons, the True Education Magazine, Summer Educational Program, the very same name as Mr. Armstrong's camps. And like I said, the God Family Vision, the Plain Truth About Child Rearing, and so many other titles at thetrumpet.com. Here on page four of Child Rearing with Vision, it says, this book is intended to give you the basic foundation to successfully raise a God-fearing child. That's the goal. Raising children 
reaching them, teaching them when they are young so that when they are old, they will not depart from it. Raising children who will obey God their whole lives because that's the only way that leads to blessings. Psalm 45 verse 15 shows the glorious future in store for children. Instead of your fathers shall be your children whom you may make princes in all the earth. So children of members of God's church today will be the princes and princesses of the world tomorrow. They will lead the world as young people, as human leaders in God's government. And eventually they will become spirit born members of the God family too. And they will set an example for all mankind. They have the potential to receive the greatest possible reward, which is to marry Jesus Christ, to be his bride and to rule over the earth and universe forever. Our children can be in that special category just by virtue of being born to us. And we have that responsibility to make sure they obtain that future. It's a really beautiful, exciting future. Unparalleled, uncountable blessings. Page 44 of the Child Rearing with Vision book describes some of the important things that parents are responsible for teaching to their children. And this is, this is quoting the Royal Vision from July, August 20, 2014. But here's a few fundamental questions. Why marriage? Why family? Why sex? Does that have anything to do with being born into the family of God? You see, there are deeper purposes for these physical institutions. All of these things related to physical family have lasting ramifications. We have to understand what they mean. We have to teach our children what they mean. We can't just release them into the world and let the devil teach them and let evil maniacs teach them. It's our responsibility. God's work does all it can to help in that job of parenting. But Imperial Academy, our K through 12 school, Armstrong College for raising young adults into God fearing adults. These institutions are secondary to the parents roles. They are supposed to support the parents, work with the parents to help develop them the right way. Now, God does pour a lot of resources into helping young people. 
And it's vital that we use these resources to our advantage. Child rearing with vision, like I've been quoting from, is an outstanding tool for raising children. And children essentially have their personalities set by around age seven. Their personalities can either be outgoing, loving, unselfish, caring, friendly, fun, or they can be plenty of other things. But so much of their lifelong personality depends on the way that they are taught by their parents. We have to work with them as much as we possibly can before they get to age seven to make sure that their personality is a pleasant one. Ages 16 through 25 are considered the vital preparatory years for adulthood, for marriage and family. These precious young children eventually do grow up to start their own families. And they have to be doing certain things to be preparing for that now. Here's just a sampling of some of the vital instruction given to God's young people. This is from the True Education magazine of November 2021. You can go to pcg.church. And if you sign in, your account should give you access to this magazine in most cases. You should be able to at least read it online for free. That's the True Education magazine at pcg.church. And this article from November 2021 is titled Advice for Royalty. You see, it's about teaching these young people that they are royalty. This is written by Mr. Joel Hilliker, who is the principal of Imperial Academy. He's also the host of the Trumpet Hour program, the managing editor of the Philadelphia Trumpet. You're probably familiar with him. But Mr. Hilliker has really infused a lot of energy into the IA program for God's young people. He sends out an inspiring letter to parents and students and and to the faculty every Monday. And every other Thursday, he sends out a letter just for the teachers trying to inspire us. I've talked with him a few times and he he really does challenge me and I'm sure the other teachers to try to inspire the students. If I'm struggling to get them to complete a reading assignment or to turn in a writing assignment on time, he asks me if maybe I could have done more to inspire them, to show them why this assignment is valuable. It's not just about slogging through Shakespeare, enduring a poetry unit or a research paper. These assignments should have value to their lives. And really, these challenges, these assignments should be preparing them for their future as royalty. Now, it is incredibly challenging 
to pass along that vision to young people. But it's something we must be willing to try to do because it's so inspiring. It's life-changing. The young people in God's church are happier. And yet they could get curious about what's out there in the world. And maybe they'll want to try it for themselves. Don't they have to see their future as princes and princesses over the earth? Don't they have to see their future as Christ's bride if they're going to stick with it? Mr. Hilliker, in this article, Advice for Royalty, again from the November 2021 True Education, writes, To be on fire for that future, you have to open your eyes and set your heart on it. That takes effort, but when you do, even ordinary tasks take on extraordinary meaning and purpose. If you are on fire for your royal future, then you will see a trial as a stepping stone rather than an obstacle. Rather than seeing it as a grind you try to endure, you will see it as your training for kingship. You will stop seeing your academics as a hassle and start seeing them as your royal education. How do you view the opportunities before you? Are they obstacles or stepping stones? And this is just one example of all the ways that God's work tries to inspire the young people. This magazine that goes out 10 times a year specifically for the young people. If you go to pcg.church, you'll notice that the vast majority of the articles there are in the youth section. Most of the new articles that are posted go into the youth section of the website. Their experience at summer camp, at Imperial Academy, at Armstrong College, is subsidized by supporters of God's work. Supporters of God's work want to help them, want to give them these experiences. And they give to make it possible. They are in training for royalty. They're in a special category. They are holy children to God. God wants to turn the hearts of the children to the fathers, the hearts of the fathers to the children. He wants to strengthen families. He wants to prepare the young people to be the royalty of the world tomorrow. Here in this article, Mr. Hilliker exhorts the young people to expand their thinking, to prioritize other people. That's not natural, obviously, as Mr. Hilliker points out. But how awesome life becomes when we become more unselfish. Mr. Hilliker writes here, about Saul and David. You have the example of King Saul where 
he was so negative that he needed someone else to encourage him and play music for him to make him happy. And then you have the young David who was the one playing that music for Saul to make him happy. David was already happy and he could make others happy. Here, Mr. Hilliker wrote, get in the habit of asking yourself questions several times a day. How can I make this moment beneficial to the people around me? Am I improving the situation or making things worse? It only takes one person to start complaining to drag everyone else down. Open your eyes and see the people around you. When you walk past someone, look at them and acknowledge them with a smile. When you sit down for a meal, contribute to the conversation and make an effort to involve others who are a little quieter. Little things like that go a long way in lifting up others and getting your mind off yourself. So we can be mopey, negative, depressed people who have to be lifted up by others. Or we can be happy, unselfish people who serve others every chance we get. It makes us happier. It makes other people happier too. We really have those two choices. And this is what we try to teach young people. We teach them that in our homes. We teach them that in school. And we teach them to carry that with them throughout their lives. But the priority is in the home. And then God's work supports that in every possible way. These are children who are ultimately God's children. And God's work considers these young people the most important group to reach. What an awesome work we get to support and be a part of to help young children live the most awesome way of life. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Behind the Work. You've been listening to Behind the Work. Email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for a new episode each Monday at 12 p.m. Central Time 